My name is Andy. I help people live life on purpose. This podcast explores the mystery, beauty, and complexity of life through conversations with an array of incredible practitioners, all of them working at the edge of what's possible for humanity. This is a place for big dreams, bold creativity, and fierce hope. Welcome to the Wonder Dome. If you're inspired by this conversation and you'd like to see it reach more people, you can help the Wonder Dome take flight by sharing it with friends and colleagues, subscribing, giving us a high star rating, and best of all, leaving a glowing review. If you'd like to go even further, consider becoming a monthly supporter. You'll help me keep the lights on and support a wide range of charitable causes. You can learn more at mindfulcreative.coach. Thanks in advance for helping us inspire the world. My guest today is Paul Hansen, the lead singer, songwriter, and band leader for the local indie folk heroes, The Grown Up Noise. I've known Paul for over 10 years. He is not only one of the biggest guys that I know at over six foot five or something like that, he's also got one of the biggest hearts and biggest souls of anyone I've ever met. He is an incredibly sensitive and nuanced songwriter who tells stories like a painter with images and impressions that leave you feeling emotions in ways that many, many pop songs simply aren't capable of. His latest album, Lonely Days, which ironically was written and completed shortly before the pandemic, however, it was a solo album written by himself using a ton of instrumentation he'd never used before, focusing primarily on synthesizers. And it has this shade of nostalgia and longing and loss that hooks you from the first beat of the first song, which is called Turn the Beat Up. So Paul and I dive in today into the creative process, into what it is to be an artist, to discover what it is you're trying to express, to heal yourself through that expression, and to share that with others, and the vulnerability and risk that comes with that sharing. So let's go ahead and get settled in. And hear what Paul has for us. Paul Hansen, hello, my friend. Andy Cahill. <laughs> so good to be here. Yeah, yeah, I love I'm laughing because, you know, we have the sort of conversation before the conversation, right? We've already been talking for like 20 minutes. And yeah. there's almost, there's a part of me that wishes everyone could have heard that already, right? Because we've already right. covered a lot of rich territory. But the, the thing I, first of all, welcome to the Wonder Dome. It's great to have you in here, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. You used this image, which stuck with me. Uh, and you were speaking, I think, specifically to what it is to be like a parent of a newborn, mm-hmm. as I am, along with a, a toddler, right? Like, so like, I'm in this particular bubble of experience right now. And then you use this image of like your bubble of experience and my bubble of experience are kind of we're just meeting right here at the edge of each other's life, right? Because right? you're also a father of two. And 
yep. uh, a creative and uh, an educator, like you've got a lot happening. So I really appreciate all that it takes for both of us to be here with each other and just at the very least meet at the edges of our, our worlds and maybe see what, what comes up for people. So thank you yes. for that. Yeah. And thank you for doing this, man, and making and making this happen and making this podcast happen. Like like I was saying a minute ago, like I wish I was also the one of the people to encourage you to do this because it makes total sense with your two way nature that you have with everybody as a listener and a giver. It's 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 unique. It's unique. Like just even just like I know I was just saying this. Like back to like thinking of everybody kind of on our art scene when people were going out a lot more, even just a few years ago. And just to see how you would listen to people and they would give to you and you would give back, you know, thinking of a couple of friends and specifically, um, it was just unique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for saying that, man. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, that, that what you're describing, that kind of give and take, I think is a, a bedrock for philosophy for, for how I try and move through the world. And also I see that. Yeah, how I want to invite other people into that possibility. You know, there's a way in which there's a way in which it seems to me, both by design and also by accident, we've built a world for ourselves that makes it really fucking hard for us to pay attention to each other. Yeah, yeah. Do you experience that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I and I I don't know. I mean, why? Right. It's kind of insane that this this should not be this should not feel so unique. Like it should be. I mean, I know the world is noisy, but everybody should be like, everyone should be trying to be like that or like you in this way, you know, or I don't know, maybe I know you can't speak for everyone's individual consciousness, but um, it it brings so much and it's so fun. So I don't know why it's not more like that. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's an, maybe it's an older thing too, or uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I think the reason I was drawn, there's lots of reasons why I was drawn to have you on the show, but I think we're already articulating one of the reasons, which is there's a way in which I, at least how I listen to you and how I experience your music, which is really beautiful, evocative storytelling. Like there's just so much happening in your songs that's worth listening to. But I get a sense that you that at least through your art, at least through your songwriting, you are attending to what it is to be a person, what it is to be human, and a, and like trying to to connect to that. Like there's a way that your songwriting to me seems to be an act of listening. Wow, thanks, man. That's 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 interesting. Um, that's that's an interesting way to put it, especially since a lot of people when they respond to it they feel um, like, and this, this kind of like bummed me out for a long time. Cause I wouldn't necessarily, even when we play shows, I never oftentimes wouldn't get that like exuberant response to, to music or songs when we'd be playing live, but people would still say they loved it. And, and, and a lot of people would say it, it turned them into like thinking or listening to themselves. They were like, some people, you know, would just be like, Oh, I was thinking about how, like, I loved, like drawing or one person was like, you know, um, like listening to you guys maybe want to draw and it, it, it drew out something creatively in them. Like, like they were re-listening to themselves. And that was actually comforting. Cause I'm like, why? Cause I feel stirred up and feel like I have a lot to say, whether I do or not. And then, but 
so, so I feel like I was misreading the audience, at least the people that were, did have their ears open to check us out. I mean, you can't, everyone's on a different journey, but the people that were listening had that response and that was comforting because I, something was happening between the artist and performer, but not in the traditional sense that I was used to seeing mm. where, you would, where you would, you would see, you would see it come out of them or they would jump out of their seat and like, and so just even on a small level, that was, that was comforting to learn. So anyway, about the listening thing, maybe, maybe there's, maybe that's something that my music does and that's, that's fine with me. Cause I feel like sometimes I wasn't connecting. For so long, I pictured glad that you, you're getting that feedback and it sounds like yeah. you it sounds like you have evolved past that that attachment or that fear that you're yes. not connecting with people is that right yes ab- ab- absolutely the fear and then also the real is the ultimate realization that i should not be guessing how people are feeling <laughs> and taking my music which i realized i did and like my my wife like has taught me this too like because you know maybe sometimes i a fair amount of times I was right, but that doesn't matter because I was still wrong a lot of times. And so, mm-hmm. and I realized it was like safer for me and, and um, exciting to know that I, when I, once I learned what, how people were giving feedback, exciting to know that I don't know. And you, you almost can, you can never know and you shouldn't be playing the game of guessing exactly how your audience is feeling or how someone is taking in a song. Um, so it's nice to like have the wisdom at 45 to be like, I'm not going to play that game because it's not healthy for me. And I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. There's a couple things coming up in the end. I'm trying to see if I can connect to the thread that I guess one of the threads that feels really that I feel like you're underlining here is, is it has a unique flavor for artists and creatives because there's a, there's a vulnerability to making something that that particularly my sense is that your music is is often very deeply personal is that right yeah 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 you're making something deeply personal and even even if the content isn't isn't personal right like some artists make things where the content isn't necessarily deeply personal the process is still deeply personal you've spent absolutely hours and hours more more time than most people can fathom who who haven't worked on that kind of art you've put all this time in for something that someone else might encounter. If it's a song, they might, and they listen to the whole thing, it'll be three minutes of their life. Right. Yes. And so there's this, that's a like really vulnerable and fragile and delicate act. And there's a way in which, which artists specifically and people in general can get into this, this quality of like trying to attach their worth to that, that, 
that moment, right? To be like, okay, what does she like me? Does she like right. it? And as a result, does she like me? Right. And that sort of, did, right. and then we want to start trying to read their minds and, you know, yes. try and like get it. And it's like, we just like get pulled away from the very, like the initial it, moment, the initial inspiration. Yeah. 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 So there's this, this quality in which I hear you saying now, it's like, I'm not going to play that game because one, it doesn't serve my, my mental well-being. And two, I'm actually wrong a yeah. lot yeah. about how people are experiencing it. Yeah. And so, so then where does that, it, when you let go of that, that attachment, what, what becomes possible now? How are you describing what it is you're either listening for or offering to people now that you're less worried about how they receive it or what they make of it? That is a, that is a great question. I guess I'm just trying to like enjoy it more myself or just, or have the realization that I, that I, I need to do this, whether I'm, we were talking earlier about just how I, the new album, 90% of it was just kind of me alone in this basement. I, um, for myself to be a healthy parent and a partner and all that stuff, I need, I need to do this and, ex- and enjoy this process and let the process be what it is. Um, like regardless of how it's taken in the, in the outer world. So, so I think it's, it's, it's let me enjoy it more personally. And then, and then, and then also just um, that I can't, I mean, not that I could ever control it, that I, that I need, I need to do this to, to be alive. Like I have to, I have to do this to be a decent teacher. Like I have to do this to be like, I just didn't realize that. Like I thought, um, you know, you know, as you're an artist too, I thought like you, you kind of make the active choice to be an artist and you have these things that you want to say to the world. And it's like, I don't even know if that's what it is for me now. It's, it's, it's something, it's like breathing for me now. Although I, I feel like I have things to say, but it's also, it's, it's morphed into just part of my living that if I don't, I feel like I will be, I will descend into cynicism and, mm. and, and, and mental chaos. Like it's, it's, it's really become part of like part of personal therapy for me. Like if mm. I was to do therapy, whatever I need, whatever I might get out of real life therapy, I get out of working on songs. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I've heard other artists talk about the way that the process. And again, I want to like, like it, it, there's no real distinction actually. I think the product is actually just part of process. It just happens to be a thing that you can touch or hold or hear that's, is a lot like it's a, unless I spent all of my time with you on your shoulder, I can't really touch or hear or feel the process so much, but I can, you can send me your album and I can listen to the product. Right. But that product is just like a part of a process. It's actually yes. like you're going to keep recording and playing and your whatever you record and play next is going to result from how the last recording went. So there's sort of this meta lifelong thing that's happening yes and and i've heard other artists say that like when they get tuned into that that process piece and they locate the product as just a part of the process that can be extremely healing and extremely liberating where the like the inverse version is what you described when you are really focused on the product it can be really it can really start to harm you and really start to sort of yeah, so you're nodding right. your head a lot. Say more about oh, yeah. like what what is that what is that healing that that comes through when you really just let yourself be in process without judgment about whatever the quote unquote product looks like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I think also just seeing the, 
I mean, for lack of a better thinking about an imagery, but just, you know, viewing the creative, you know, there's like, you're kind of staring at a stream going by and it's like, where are these ideas coming from? I don't, I don't necessarily believe in like a, um, appointed God per se, but like, I, um, I'm just kind of watching the stream and then I'm just going to, Oh, I'm going to pick up that idea and let like that, that sit with me and pick up the other idea. So also just kind of just wondering and enjoying the process on my end of like, where the hell is this stuff coming from? Like why maybe it's the sub, maybe it's the unconscious and stuff, but it's like, it's so cool to be like, why did that just come out? And then why do some songs just like barf out entirely? And then other ones, other ones you just have to build build brick by brick brick by brick and that there's no you know people often ask like oh do you do lyrics first do you do chords first and then i can happily say there there is no as long as you keep yourself open to things that are passing out of your consciousness there is no one way to do it but then mm. but then you meet artists who on wednesdays from 9 to 11 i work on it and they come up with great stuff so that even adds further to like to the mystery of it so it's like once like we were saying once you are not concerned about the project product the end product um and then you and then you see how far the rabbit hole goes of process like it's 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 really crazy where <laughs> this stuff is coming from and and also why does it keep coming and also i have like we were talking earlier with with children like i have no time and like i always thought that like you know when you get older and you have kids you have to kind of hunker down you have to hunker down your mind just to survive in that way. But I've never had more ideas. I've never had more songs. Yeah. I, I can't finish all of them. I can't play shows. I, I can't, I can't engage in the outer world, but the process of it, I feel really juicy and I don't know. And it's just a fucking mystery. Oh, and, I, and I love that like that. And I'm excited to enjoy that. And I'm hopefully excited to enjoy that my whole life. I hope, I hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't stop. Ah, I know, like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited and moved to hear you talk about the ways that your expectations around what parenting was supposed to be have been totally upended and that actually your, your artistic self in some ways is, is blossoming even more than maybe yeah, ever has. Yes. And in, in fact, it, 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 um, it makes me kind of annoyed at my younger self <laughs> Like what the hell was I? What the hell was I doing? Like I just, songs came so slow, and and I and I struggled to do them. But but you know we were both talking about this earlier. Like just maybe the you are just forced to to, to prioritize everything, every every moment, and so you go with the strongest things inside of you, and it's and you see what arises. Oh, this is this is part of who I am. Like I can't like things that are not part of you, you know, fade down real low. Mm. So. Mm, so so mm. it's it's interesting but yeah i don't i don't understand the juicy thing because i even saw it too i just saw the tiredness you know what i mean like you must be tired i remember i'm still tired yeah. i i you know i sleep under six hours a night that makes it makes no sense that i would have <laughs> um all these all these songs coming out it i don't i i, I don't know but I, I think part of that also may be from the, the kids themselves because they bring so much Mm. Uh, so much random abstraction and fresh energy and we just get to like breathe that and that and that and you know we and then we kind of enjoy just how they're seeing just how they're seeing the world for the first time so it's, we you, we get to kind of be next to that I, I don't know it, it yeah like like you were saying it makes no it's not like I thought it would be now it's more difficult in a lot of ways but as far as on the creative side 
of thing, being a creative while having kids, not like I thought at all. I thought I would have given up or hunkered down or like put it off for five years, especially when the band kind of dissolved. I was like, okay, like now we got two kids. I'm going to like hunker down, just focus on teaching and not do this. And it's the opposite of what <laughs> I was like wrong, wrong again. Like, yeah. You know? There's a, there's a wonderful, it feels to me like there's a wonderful invitation in that to anyone who's listening to, to have, to have an opinion or expectation, but to go forward anyways and let yourself like let the universe or the world or life experience prove you wrong. Yeah. To be like, to be, to be open to actually be proving wrong as opposed to, yeah, well, this is what I'm, I'm a parent now. So I'm going to just close up my studio, box up all my stuff and, you know, I'm never going to look yep. at it. It's like, it's, it's just sitting there calling to you louder than it ever yes. has before. So, right. Oh, I was wrong. That's awesome. Let me go. Let me go write the song down before I lose it. Absolutely. See, see what that life has to tell your creative mind. It might not be right. It might not be what you think. And then also just the lived experience you get, you know what I mean? I think you get juicy by just living intense intensely and that's going to bring, you know, juices as well. Yeah. 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 Well, your new album, I, I love the, I love the adjective juicy. Like I feel like you, there's a lot of levels upon which I've been enjoying this new album, Lonely Days. Thanks, man. Um, one of the, yeah, there's a lot I want to say about it. So let me try and like not be too long-winded here. But I mean, one, I'm just sort of appreciating the subtle irony, or I don't know if irony is the right word, but the kind of subtle uh, kind of commentary or uh, coincidental nature of the fact that you put out an album called Lonely Days, like right around the start of the pandemic. <laughs> weird yeah weird right and yeah. then and then you to me which i didn't know until you just told me there's like this um and i mean this in a good way there's like a nostalgic quality to the music because it, as it turns out like you said you're using most of all, 90 percent of the albums recorded on a synthesizer yep right? and and i think that's a picture of you on the cover of the album like is that right is that a picture of you oh yeah in, yeah, mean, like in high school, is that when that is? Actually, that that was like a younger, maybe like um, maybe like right around middle school, or like or like even a year before middle school, playing football. Yeah, so it's like, like you're yeah. you're like in this this sort of like wonderful kind of faded photo that that almost doesn't exist anymore unless unless you make you know put a filter on it. But like this is like I was like, oh, I'm seeing an actual old photo, which yeah. is a very rare item. And and so like so it's just sort of like the context, the the album, the sounds, the t the moment, all of it's really evocative for me. But then at the heart of it are these really fucking good songs, like really emotionally moving. Uh, my two year old daughter, she'll be in the backseat, we'll be driving. She's like bobbing her head to, to the first track. Like there's just a lot, there's a lot happening uh. that that just the music itself, regardless of context, I think is is really fun and deep all at once so i just want to celebrate wow. you for that man thank you so much andy thank you yeah wow so how did you do it like you you're you have two kids well, you're in the midst of pandemic and you and you produce a, like what i think is maybe your best album yet and you put out a lot of really good albums wow for people who are like feeling the the wave of overwhelm right now how did you surf that wave to the point where you could stay sane and be a good dad and put out a really great album I, that is, yeah, that, that's a great, I'm still trying to figure that out too. I mean, well, <laughs> I, I definitely got lucky as far as the pandemic because people are like, wow, you, you 
finish that or you did that during the during the quarantine times and it's like well it was it was actually pretty much done before all that mm, happened so mm. so I can't so and and the lonely days thing was more about um being you know everyone in the band was cool enough to let me kind of keep the name but like it kind of it kind of um evaporated down to just me and then and then I started playing with Max this drummer and then we started recording so the lonely days concept even though it feels somewhat apropos to what's happening now was definitely the feeling of, mm. uh, be, you know, being alone, the band dissolves. I thought I had to hunker down and, and just be a parent. And then, and, but then the creative stirring is still inside and it's not stopping. And then the picture of me um, as a kid playing football, that was a very lonely time too. Cause I didn't really like sports, but I was tall and athletic enough. So I just got every discussion every talk from every coach, if you put in time, you could be, you, you have your college paid for, you do this, this. So, so that, but that was a very lonely time until I found guitar like way later. So it's like kind of like connecting those two lonely feelings, um, mm. uh, it, you know, mm. in my, in my life. But, um, but I think it, it couldn't have happened if I couldn't do it kind of at home, you know, cause I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't afford um, money wise and time wise to, to be like, you know, rehearsing two nights a week with the band. And even though I, w- I would have made it work, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, it, it literally, it, it couldn't have happened. So the fact, so I think I got lucky when we moved here, I got lucky this room was here. I got lucky with this keyboard um, that I could spend the time, you know, at, at 1030 kind of when every, when the whole family passes out and I have a little bit of me time, it was just me staring at this synthesizer. So, uh, so I think I got lucky <laughs> in all those, in all those ways, like, and if I couldn't like troubleshoot on this keyboard alone, not in a studio paying whatever per hour. So like, I mean, there's a lot of crap. I mean, if you were to listen, the process is messy too. There's a lot of, it, it, there's a lot of, um, you're hearing the, 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 the distilled, the distilled part of the process at the end. Cause, cause it was, it was definitely a long, you know, and also I did it for like maybe a year, maybe even a year and a half. So, so the, I think the perception that it happened under these quarantine times and it happened kind of fast. Um, is is just is just not true. I've been I have been working on it slowly by myself in this in this basement for, for a while. Now we can't can't agree, you and me, on anything. But thankfully, history doesn't care. The song's been sung. there's always a gap between the listener like the person who's experiencing the art and and what it took to make that art and there's something that there's something unique that gets really co-created between whatever it is you produced and and then now I'm hearing it and and all of this stuff starts to arise in me but I think it's really beautiful but I also think it it, the shadow side of that is that it, it, it makes people think or it leads can potentially lead people to think that art is easy. Right. And, and like what I'm hearing you describe is, yeah, you know what? Actually, I didn't record this in quarantine, but I did have to do it by myself without a band, without access to a studio and, and time that 
like my only limited free time after the kids were asleep, like all of the, just all of the kind of human realities of being an adult with many responsibilities that really matter to you. Not yes. like, not, not you're like, Oh, I got to deal with my kids. We're like, I love my kids and I'm right. not going to sacrifice my time with them. And I'm also not going to sacrifice whatever creative momentum I can build when I have the time to build it. So I just want right. to like appreciate that. I appreciate that even though it was happening in the lead up to the pandemic, you clearly yeah. was happening under, there were a lot of constraints. Yes. And, and, and like you said, it, it is, I mean, even though the process is beautiful, it can be brutal and, and you, you will, you will see how, how much you really need it. <laughs> you, you, you will, you will see how much you really need it. Cause I mean, yeah, there's so many times where I would, you know, finish a few tracks, come upstairs and just kind of listen to it on my stereo upstairs and just be like, you know, like, what am I doing? And then of course you just like let self doubt in like the people that know the, the, the few people that know the older records, will they, hear this non-guitar driven album and just be like, what the hell is this crap? You know, you, you, you engage in the, the thought process that's not useful for anything. But so a lot of self, I had a lot of self doubt through the year and a half too. Like there were, there were a couple of months where it would go by and I wouldn't even touch it. I wouldn't uh, work on it at all. Then, then it's like, then something pulled me back down in, in the basement, uh, you know, at night. And then, and then I got back into it and then the, the, the spark would kind of light again, but there were definitely like, there were times that went by, um, where it was just kind of frozen for a little bit. Hmm. Um, but, but it's, but it's still, maybe the light didn't go out entirely, but, um, but Can yes, more it's, it's what, still hard. Yeah. yeah it's but hard. what is it that as best as you're able, can you describe the impulse that pulls you back? Like, is there, a, is there a feeling in your body? Is it, uh, is it ideas just churning like frothy? Like there's a lot cooking. What's, what's going on that yeah. says, in spite of the self-doubt, in spite of the judgment that, you know, you're, you're looking at it and going, oh, this is like how I was going to listen to this, like all that stuff that, that is normal. There's something, yeah. some people might just listen to that and stop. Right. You know what? You know what? Self-doubt, you're right. You're right. I know. I know. Stop. But there's something there that you listen to that's not your self-doubt. Can you talk to yes. me about that? Yeah. And I, I think, I think the, true, the true adventuring of it and the true, um, like for me, not having, not playing on my guitar where I can think, I can map everything out and every every uh, possible conclusion, but playing on piano for, you know, I'm not a piano player, so I'm kind of just letting my fingers follow kind of blindly for me. And then on top of that, the crazy sounds in this keyboard. Um, so that, that sheer adventuring of it was just like, I didn't know what, I didn't know how the, the next chunk of the song was going to come out. So, so that was exciting. And then when I did that, when I engaged in that adventure, and I guess it was a challenging of myself too, because I didn't have my safe guitar. But when I, on the nights that I did that, the next morning, I was in a better mood with my kids. You know? I was in a better mood. And then I could be like, I could be like, hey, you know, hey, Gray and Guthrie, like, like, check this out. And they would listen. And like, and I got to kind of see their response too. And that was kind of fun. But I mean, that was momentary. But I just was a little more, I was just a little bit ha- happier, you know, in, the, in those early mornings oh, um, awesome. when, I, when, I had, when I had engaged in that, in, in that unsafe adventuring um, the night before. So I think the, the unknown w- was, was helpful, you know, because I mean, I've written a lot of songs on guitar and I, 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 I kind of got, you know, I needed, I kind of got, I, I needed a new, I needed a new path, even though now I'm already back to like, 
you know, the Proust thing where it's like, have you really looked at it? Like you got to see, you got to see that same path with different eyes. So now, now mm-hmm. I'm like, now I, now I want to come back to guitar in a way, but so I think um, not being grouchy and uh, em- embracing the unknown. Love it, man. And just by the way, I'm, I'm enjoying a little, a nice, another little bit of uh, synergy here in that, like, I can hear my two-year-old yes. daughter slamming on my office door right now. And, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, my wife is probably out there like, when is this interview going to be over, Andy, right? <laughs> so there's, so there's this, but there's yeah. this way in which that, the fact that I get to have this with you and that more yeah. largely I get to engage with this podcast yes. is, is also something that like, when I walk out, whether my daughter is like in tears or she doesn't even want to look at me, you know, like all the emotions that two-year-old, I'm just like, Oh yeah. It's going to be awesome. Like there's a way in which engaging with the unknown and making time for the unknown provides fuel or nourishment maybe so that, so that you can just really be present in those times that matter, like with your family and stuff. Yep. And also like, and even just like, like brother to brother, man, if you like, if you like had to leave, if you had to end the podcast for some reason, like it's all good too. Like (laughs) even just on a straight practical, (laughs) pragmatic level, like, but yeah, man, exactly. We got to take these, t- take this connection we're forming today and bring it and, 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 go, and go back to our, go back to our lives. Like, you know, I got to go back upstairs and exactly. I want to see, I want to see my family with new eyes and, and just a fresh, you know, just, ha- I don't know, just to have a, a different experience with them. Cause I'm, you know, not, not worn down or not, uh, or not guessing what, what our experience is going to be like all that stuff, man. So how do you, so how do you, um, like when you're writing, whether you're writing, like working on a new book or, or songs and stuff, like when do you find a time to do that? Or are you, are you putting most of your creative juices into the podcast? Oh man. Thanks. Trying to turn the tables on me here. I won't let it happen. I won't let it happen for too long, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I am, uh, you know, when I, when we had, so first of all, like, for anyone who's thinking about having a kid, for us at least, <laughs> having one kid wasn't that hard. Our our daughter is, yes. is, I think there's a lot of commonalities, a lot of parents of one child. doesn't mean it's easy. You, are ch- you change, you adapt. But at the end of the day, after the first maybe six months or whatever, they start to settle into some kind of rhythm and you start to settle in some kind of rhythm. And then like a lot of space opens up and it feels different with two. So I, I like, yes. a lot of it is yes. like, for me, my answer is a lot of it is kind of like TBD, <laughs> you know, like, yes, like yes. we'll find out how uh, a lot of it's like right now it's like, you know, my wife had to go up this morning. So I'm just like with a six week old and a two and a half year old and just kind of like, all right, I guess I'm not writing this morning. And that's like, just fine. You know, just like really being at peace that all the time will come when it comes. And yeah. over the past, over the past couple months especially the past six weeks with the arrival of my son it's just like there seems to be one or two days a week where where I, I wake up when I would normally wake up which is around five or five thirty and wow. I just get up and and I know that like I'll have at least 30 minutes maybe an hour maybe an hour and a half to do some writing whether that's songwriting or 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 working on an essay or working on a story and I just, it's about giving myself permission for that to be enough right now has been a part of it. And I find that like, there was a period of time, and this is more with my first daughter, where I saw myself really being hard on myself, being like, you're not disciplined enough. You're not like, you're not getting up early enough. You're not putting in enough time, your arts. And it was just like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. If, 
I want to be, I'm committed to my wife. I'm committed to my family. Like I am not going to let that judgment show up when I'm with my daughter as best as I'm able. I'm just not. Yeah. That means like giving, it's about giving myself permission to just do what I can with the time that I have. So that's like a big part of it. And, and the short answer is like, if you, if you really need this art, if you know, it's going to make you feel better, if you know, it's going to help you heal, if you know, it's going to help you be a better, better pick your, you know, pick whatever, a better partner, a better parent, a better employee, a better team member, whatever, then find a way to make time for it. And for me, the way I've done that is to like, get up early. That's just been like, that's the short answer is try and get up before the kids get up and then, and, and make some matcha green tea and just like, that's awesome. Find the time. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. This podcast is, is nice because I can kind of like, I'm like, it's, it's part of my business. I'm putting this in air quotes. People can't see this, but it's sort of like, <laughs> I, I'm justifying this on multiple levels. It's nourishing and creative and I'm sharing it with the world to like help people get connected to what I'm doing. So, so it's a little bit different than, than the pure art that, you know, just like, I, I don't know how anyone's going to receive this podcast and I love it and I don't really care, but I also am positioning it in a way that like, I, I'm really putting it out there every week and I want that's people awesome. to get connected. It's, so that, so it's, that's it's both. That's good. It's though. Both. Yeah, it's both. Totally. So that's how I'm trying to na- navigate these, these particular waters. And I feel a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of privilege here. Like I have a roof over my head. I have Me too, man. an amazing partner and you know, so there's like, there's, there are limits to where you find the time, but that's how I'm trying to get, get through it. Yes. All right. Wait, so how do you, so one more question just to, to keep the tables turned just a second. So um, that's interesting. You're a morning person, like maybe you're a morning person as well. Like that's where your ideas flow. So what do you do? Like if you get an idea midday when you're with the kids or you're in the middle of something else, are you just quick to like get the idea down in your phone or like, that's what I struggle with. I'm like, I'm like, uh, just a melody or a lyric arises and I, I kind of have to get it down. So then, then you're like truly multitasking. You're like quickly getting something down. Like, do you, are you able to remember those things and, and next morning I'll write that down or do you have to like get it down on yeah. paper and then you're, then you're right back to like to th- what you have to do at the moment. Yeah. That's such that. a good question. Um, I think it depends on the day. Like there are, there's it's funny. There are some moments where, my daughter will be drawing or something and I'll be able to pick up the guitar. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And she just doesn't even, it doesn't even phase her. But there are other days where it's like the moment I put my, like the moment I touch my hand to the neck of the guitar, she's like, no, you know, like she's just like, <laughs> she's like not paying attention to me or at least it doesn't seem to me the, the case. But yeah. like, I'm like, okay, she's like doing her thing. I can do, go do my thing. And she's, no, no, put it down, you know, or yeah. she wants to come over and play, which is awesome. Like, okay, you try and play the guitar. It's awesome. Um, so it's a bit of a like, I think that I think the sort of the guiding philosophy is catch as much as you can and then and then or this is for myself catch as much as I can and then trust that the stuff that's really juicy I'll I'll engage with it whether it's the next day or the next month or in the next six months and I find that to be true like I do I do do what you described I do get a melody down or, or write an idea down and then when it actually comes time for me to 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 like I'm like okay I have an hour I'm gonna work on something I would say probably eight times out of 10, I don't, I don't use the thing I recorded or the interesting. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. And I think what's going on there is I'm just giving, and that same way I gave myself permission to be like, okay, I'm not, I can't work at the same intensity with kids that I could when I was, you know, with just my wife or when I was single. So it's just like letting go of that. It's sort of the same thing. It's like, you don't have to 
use every idea. In fact, if you believed that, what you would discover as any kind of creative, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is the more creative you get, the more time you devote to this, it's like the, the rabbit hole is infinite. You actually start seeing an infinite number, or at least maybe not infinite, but a, a huge volume of ideas. And you're never, if you have, I don't know what this, the, the, the sort of ratio is, but let's say for every hundred ideas, you make one song. Right. Story. So it's almost just about like giving your mind, that part of your mind that wants to, to create stuff, giving it permission to do it and put it somewhere so that you can just go, okay, I got it. If I need yeah. it again, I'll use it. But even if I don't, I'm exercising the creative juices. And so that when I can sit down and work, because I've been like capturing a melody here or an idea here, the muscle is still there. It's like, it can like, it can be like, oh, now we have an hour. Now we can really do it. And then it's just like, oh, now there are new ideas. The old idea is old. I, rec- I recorded that yesterday. I'm not interested in that. I want to like go to the next new thing. Right. So that seems to me to be like, it's about like, yes, capturing it when you can in those in-between moments and then just being open to the present moment when you sit down and being like, this is what is really sticking with me. So I'm going to focus on this. Yeah. And it's interesting what does stick with you, right? Yes. Like, like, like it's not, um, like you said, it's never the ones. I have so many ideas written down in my like lyrics things of um, just concepts of songs. And I'm like, I so want to make that a song, (laughs) but it, but the muse or whoever is like, sorry, that's not what I have for you. That's not what's going to finish itself. You have to go, you kind of have to go with the ones that are going to allow themselves to be finished. And then to to, to even get to that one anyway. So it's like, even if you're ever going to get to that one, you actually (laughs) have to, so you like, you don't even get to choose which ones get finished. Yeah, yeah, you just, yes, it's that listening you were talking about yeah. at the top. There's a sense of like, and it's funny, I have moments where I get a melody. I'm like, there's like kind of an effervescent in the moment excitement of like, oh, that's really fucking good. Let me like record that. And then if I do listen to it later, I'm like, there's almost, it's just like, oh, no, it's not, that's actually not that good. Okay, cool. Like, let's sort of <laughs> like, but maybe then there's something else that's there because you oh, kind yeah. of move that out of the way. And that's something yes. else that's there is like, is like, is really good. So there's just sort of like, let yourself, let, let myself, I'll speak to myself, let myself be excited by the in the moment stuff and grab it and use it and throw it into the compost bin. But also don't get so attached to it. Don't be like, I, if I don't write this song that I think is going to be awesome, I'm not an artist. Just like, no, that's a good idea. Maybe you'll write that song. Maybe you won't, but I'm going to write a song. So right. Let's do that. Let's focus on that. Right. And I mean, what is that thing that's like, yeah, like, I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't know what I believe in, but like, what is that, that, that force? Maybe, maybe it is just our, 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 our true mind or our true self, like choosing, but like, what is that thing? I don't know. I love you used the word mystery earlier. And I think that there's, it's really wonderful to have some guesses. I love the idea that there's a true self. And also just Maybe, uh, accept, yeah. that that, accept that that the answer is ultimately mysterious, that there is yeah. something when you create enough space in your mind and your heart to listen to what's coming through, it is, there's a bit of a mystery. There's a bit of an element of surprise about what comes through and what sticks and what, what animates your, and like what animates you to actually move and to like put your hands on the keys or pick up the guitar or lift up the pencil or anything. It's sort of like kind of surprising and mysterious. What, yeah. what your rational mind thinks is going to be the thing is often not the thing. No. Right. No. Yeah. All right. Thank you for turning the tables with it. That was yes. fun. That was fun. Is that helpful to try and articulate some of that? And I hope that, you know, 
for those who are listening in, that's of, of use. And, and uh, what I want to pivot back to, I've been sitting with this, um, I just, for some reason, the, the, the name of your album, Lonely Days, and then, and then actually the underlying uh, experiences around, like going from a band to a solo act about, about being, um, trying to be pigeonholed into one thing because of how you looked or what, what physical attributes you had, like all, there's, there's just, there's just something really ripe to me there around finding your way towards what's true now and what, who you are now that I want us to talk about. And, and I, and maybe we could go back to that moment when you were uh, playing football and having all the coaches tell you like, Oh yeah. You just worked a little harder. If you just did this, did, did that. And like, what yeah. was that like there as, as a middle school or high schooler, I imagine you didn't have the wherewithal to, to like articulate yeah. it then, but looking back now, there's, there's distance there. What did that yes. feel back like? And how did you know that like you needed to go in another direction, even though everyone kept trying to tell you you're supposed to be this athlete? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it's, it's really weird. And I've, I've been thinking about it a lot more um, these days but it's so uh, it's kind of fucked up because um, I don't want to let I don't want it to like affect my parenting too much. But there was something about ha- having um, you know just just playing sports, you know, basketball and football and all that stuff, and you know, being a big body and being good enough at it, you know. And then occasionally in the games or the tournaments, it was high energy and it was fun. And then you go out to eat afterwards with the team and. And so, you know, and I had, I certainly had friends that I played with, not, not, maybe not my best friends thinking like leaving high school, but um, so there was the social aspect of it. So I would, I would get swept into like the tournament games and stuff, but then, um, you know, and I was good enough, but then, but then everybody wanted to practice again on Saturday and Sunday. I'm like, and I, I just didn't understand. I, I just didn't love it enough. And then also just going to the camps in the summer, the sleepaway camps were were brutal. You had to like dribble your ball everywhere and like get these intense uh, motivational speakers and just everybody's yelling at you. And it's like, I get it. If that's your thing, that's probably super excited, but just you're yelling and then you're punished. So you have to do this longer run. But then what's really fucked up is having that brick wall of something I didn't like for so long. Cause I didn't start playing guitar until I was like 15, 16. Wow. Really? Yeah. And that, that, that was, that was, that was my life. That's why I feel like I woke up when I found guitar. So when I did find guitar, since I had such a strong brick wall to push against finding the guitar and that, and that mindset and that life of, you know, playing in bands and practicing alone, that's all I shut my door. And that's all I did for two years to my room um, was so clear having the the sports and what I didn't like for so long, like having uh, being pushed against that for so long made, made my, made my true self, made my choice for music so crystal clear and so inspiring. You know what I mean? And and now I see like, and it's, and it's great that like, we, you know, obviously, you know, we want kids to like try a little bit of this and try a little bit of that and try a little bit of this. And it's like, I don't know, did I benefit from, from um, kind of being like force because my, my parents wouldn't let me quit because they're like you don't do anything because other than that I was just like a class clown they're like you have to do you have to do something but being forced to do something that I didn't like that much then when I found the music on my own it was so strong now, and I'm resisting the urge to be like maybe that's be a, a way to parent like I don't want to force my kids to do anything but I want them to find their thing if they can find it on their own with a backdrop of of things that they I don't know don't like so much I don't know all I know. 
all I know is like, it was when I did find my thing, it was so clear. And um, I can't, I can't deny having that experience with sports, maybe, maybe helped it. Mm, I don't know. It sounds like, yeah. I mean, my instinct is to, to try and manufacture that tension you're describing could potentially backfire. Yes, right? like not, but but there's the phenomenon. Yes, there's yes. something else there that I think you're tuning into that might be really powerful. Which is like, what is the right? Like you use the image of a brick wall, and it, and I, I'm almost getting like this superhero vibe of like you're you're like you're just like pushing, pushing, pushing. You're so pushing so hard against that brick wall. You're building all this strength, this resilience, and then you like see your destination. And you're able to just like leap off that brick wall with all of this force and power and clarity because now you see where you want to be going right yes sort of like even though you never knocked down the brick wall you built all of this this energy it's like you just were like building energy to then yes. redirect towards something that was really exciting for you yes yes and i can't and i probably can't you're right it would backfire if i tried to manufacture this because it's not like my my parents were like, you just have to do something. They, there was nothing malicious in there. Like, they're like, and you're good at it. And you still have, you know, when there were tournaments and you go to restaurants, you had a good time. So it's like, you have to do, you have to engage in the world, Paul, you have to do something. <laughs> um, so it's not like they were like, it's not like they had some plan like, oh, but we're going to we'll make sure Paul does this thing he doesn't like, and then he'll find music. Like, so they had no idea that was coming, which is like you just said, which is why I can't let this, even though it worked for me, I can't, um, I can't, I can't put this in a, in a, a petri dish and make this happen for my kids because um because my parents didn't know that i would find this other thing they just wanted me to 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 do things but yeah. but it but it but it was um but yeah just really just but it's just an odd experience that it you know just and then when it did happen it was just so so strong for me but i love it yeah so it's like there's just a wonderful question for anyone who's who's a parent out there around yeah how do you create the possibility that your children will have that springboard like what is it that's going to help them generate the energy to go into right. whatever calls to them right and there are probably a, a million different ways to do that but but there's something about creating the right container for a for a person who's still developing and growing and i think actually think we all are for our whole life but especially as a kid you're just like just like like there's so much happening there how do you yeah. create the kind of container for that kid that the odds are as high as possible that they're going to see the thing that's uniquely suited to their, their makeup and, and have the energy and support to like go after that thing. I know that feels, that feels really important to me as a parent. right now. And me too. Me too. And really, and really difficult. And, and, and that, that seems equally mysterious as to how to get there. <laughs> yes, and, mystery again. Yeah. And I don't want to like, and like you said, I don't want to, I don't want to manufacture any situation, but um, yeah, I don't know. But I've seen how did you, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I've seen kids burn out too. Like, but I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Totally. Me neither. But it feels like one worth asking again and again. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find the guitar? Like, did some? Did you have a mentor? Did you take a class? Did you like just find like see it in the music shop and be like, what is that? Like, you know, something grabbed you. I mean, it was. It, it was. Um, it was like uh, the James Gang, uh, jo Joe Walsh's band, the James Gang. You know, of course, in our, it, it wasn't exposed to that much music, but um, for some reason, this this, this rock station back home played this uh, James Gang. They played a lot of James Gang, and they would play this extended version of one of his solos on this on this song "Stop," which is so strange because I feel like 
it was like an eight or nine minute song. It was so ridiculous. They would, they would, that they would let these extended songs like happen. But then I, I remember I got, I, um, I think my parents still have it at home. This is ridiculous. This is, this is absurd, but I, I would take a, there was like a photo album and it had like rings on the photo album. And I played along to the solo uh, like no, like no for note. Obviously, I wasn't playing the correct solo, but I was moving my fingers rhythmically to fit. Wow. To fit. So I had listened to this song, and I had fit the. I, I was playing the rings of this binding, uh, <laughs> with my guitar. But if you were watching me play it, it's a bit like maybe like Guitar Hero. So even though I, obviously I'm not playing a proper you would on guitar, but my fingers are moving rhythmically correctly. Yes. And then yes. I was just I was just obsessed, and then I just asked my parents, you know, over and over to to buy a guitar and they resisted for a long time. Cause, cause, cause you know, my, my oftentimes I, I never like finished something that I, that I started. So, so they just kind of resisted for a long time, but it was, it was basically like James gang kind of, um, air, I guess playing air guitar by myself in my room. And then it finally convincing, um, my parents to buy me a guitar. And then when I did, I mean, I locked myself in my room for two years and that's all, that's all I, that, that's all I did. what I'm like getting really giddy about hearing that story is like there's there's something uh, there's something inevitable maybe like there's a way in which you were not going to be stopped you were literally going to play the rings of a binder (laughs) because you were it was just so exciting to you that you could in in some way emulate this thing in the world so there's this, this like quality of like you see something in the world that's not you and yet you can see yourself in it. Yeah. And, uh, and I do like a lot of work I do with my clients is about helping them reconnect to those kinds of moments. Cause those moments have a lot of information about what, what it is we're uniquely suited to do. So it's like no surprise to me that you, you were able to, even persuade your parents. It's like the fact that you didn't even give up on persuading them. I bet they were like, all right, give him a month and he'll be over it. And you like, didn't give up. They're like, wow, he's probably, he's never been this persistent about anything. Just trying to get us a guitar. Never mind him being so persistent that he's willing to play a a photo binder. Like, all right, I guess you have to listen to that. And in the same way, we can like do that for our kids. We can do that for ourselves. How do we listen to the things that just, we can't not do them. Right? right. That's a really powerful force. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for sharing that story. I love yeah, it. I know it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but that was, um, that I was like, it's just this great image of you. And I don't know how tall you were when you were like, you know, I mean, in, in I was, high school, but yeah, I was already full size. It was, yeah. It was, so, it was crazy. and you're, how tall are you? You're like six foot, what are you, six foot? I'm like, I'm, I'm like six, like six, five and a half. Yeah, like six, I'm almost six, six. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've got this like great, like uh, this like tiny photo binder and just giant, giant Paul, just like making the, making the, the Joe Walsh solo happen. Yeah. Brilliant. Yep. So it seems to me, Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say it just, it just felt, and then, and then it was so surreal to like, go tell my basketball coach, like, I'm, I'm not coming back. I'm not going to play basketball this year. I remember because he was also obviously, he was like a te- maybe teach t- history. He was teaching history or something. So I just went in there by myself. So nervous. My parents were like, you have to tell your coach yeah. that you're not coming back. But my parents were like, they had saw how psycho it was for the guitar. That was like, you know what, kid, you go and do your guitar thing. You, you don't have to do basketball anymore. And I was so <laughs> nervous to go tell my coach, like, I'm not coming back. And then it's, and then so like my, the identity of me in, in school, like flipped overnight, like all of a sudden, like Paul, I like, quit the basketball team and I don't know. And, and, and like, now it's like smoking dope, but, but I mean, I wasn't even smoking that much, but it's like, it's like <laughs> it, uh, whatever, like I just flipped overnight and that was surreal, but so like exciting. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. Yeah. Just like, there's a, a quality of, of explosive momentum that I feel is happening when you, yeah. when you like clicked in it was just like i don't have another minute to waste on this i'm gonna no no and it still hasn't died down like yeah i don't know i'm excited you you alluded earlier to this idea that that you can so that you you tread the path of the guitar for many years and and sort of pivoting to piano and synthesizer kind of was like a breath of fresh air but now it's, it's enabling you to see the path you've been walking and a new light. And I wonder like, what are just some of the, what are some of the hints and intimations you're getting around what's there for you on the guitar now as a songwriter or a player that, that you had lost sight of or hadn't yet seen? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just not, not overthinking it, not overthinking the ideas that are coming out and, and not um, once I have a melodic idea and a lyric idea, um, not obsessed, not obsessing over voicings right away. Just, just let, let it finish. Even, Even if it's like, you know, you, you know, roughly what the changes are. Like, don't find that perfect voicing just yet. Just finish the fucking song mm. and then you can go back and play producer and maybe like tweak some of the voicings. But yeah, just not because I could do it, it was it was Yeah, I could I could kind of over obsess. It's like I love this idea. And then I would over obsess about the exact voicing. And that would almost like cripple, just finish the damn song, then then think about the voicings. But of course, the voicings do matter, the feeling and the vibe of the two, so you can't deny that. But I think just not, I'm um, just not um, thinking, I'm not overthinking it. And also, I want to play fast. I want to write fast, some faster songs on the guitar. That's my Ooh, new thing. Like, cause, cause nice. everything, because I know I had, there's something kind of slow and, and behind the beat about my vocals. Everything is slow. So my next thing is um is i want up temp no more mid-tempo shit i want up tempo <laughs> up tempo stuff and i want to write yeah so anyways so that's that's been exciting like up tempo and not overthinking the fucking voicings i love it man thing. i'll be really cu- <laughs> i'm so excited to see if that that mysterious force takes you there and how it takes you there really right cool. and of course it won't because that's <laughs> what i want like you know what i mean so like i read one fast song that actually I played uh, for this virtual show a few weeks ago. And I'm so in my mind, I'm like, I have an album of fast songs and it's a concept record, but I'm get like, we were talking about earlier, the muse, the muse is going to come along the, the HR muse. And it's going to be like, <laughs> that's like, like, that's great. I love, that's what you want. We're going to see what we can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you do this stuff over here yep. too. Yep. Yep. And I'll, yeah. I, it'll, it'll flip and I'll write the slowest album I've ever liked. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish I, I wish I could choose, right? I wish we could right. choose. Right. But. Right. But there's, there's the, there's this sort of the gift of showing up for the moment of choice and then seeing what gets chosen. Yes. It's really special. So we're, we're coming up on time, but I've just, um, there's so much I want to keep asking you about. And, and one of them is this, it seems to me that, that a through line for you has been discovering other artists who have helped you see who you could become as an artist, right? Like Joe yes. Walsh was maybe the first one, but I'm, I, I'm seeing something that people hearing this won't get to see, which is like I'm a window into your studio and your studio is filled yeah. with incredible imagery. And over to your right, I see, uh, I see James Baldwin. I see yep. Patty Smith. I see Nina yep. Simone. I see Kate Bush. Yep. Like I see these artists who, and, and, and hopefully you don't take this the wrong way. Like I don't really hear their no. music in your art, but I get a sense that, that who they are as artists is really important to you. And I wonder if you yeah. could just say more about what it is to have, um, I don't know, like who are these artists to you? Yeah. Why, mean, are, they, why are they important? Like, I, I guess for Patti Smith, it's almost like her, her poetry. I, and I kind of, I kind of started getting obsessed with like her interviews and just how she would speak about the world and how she kind of viewed herself as like a poet first. And I just, I loved, I loved that. I, I loved how she explained, how she explained herself and she didn't cut herself off to anyone. And even though she was this like radical punk um, in part of that intense punk era, she just had this incredibly open, like kind of open religiosity um, to, to everything in the world. And I just, I thought that was so awesome because like because for me I thought punk was like fuck you and it's like and um she said punk can also be like sit down and let's have a drink together like that's mm. so that that's what I love and um at least at least about her yeah yeah I, I actually I think I purposely except for the ones like you mentioned earlier that kind of pulled me away like I thought I was a jazz musician I don't think I have the the ears for it. I thought I was a jazz musician and a few like Vic Chestnut is on my wall. Vic Chestnut, Nick Drake, Velvet Underground, Guided by Voices, um, kind of were like, hey, you might be a songwriter, even though you've even though guitar was my home base. So they so so though the, they played kind of a key um role in like in like pulling me away from being um maybe a sideman guitarist or maybe a guitarist first and into like the the songwriting world. But I think I I purposely get obsessed with artists that are not like me because mm. I because I I find it interesting and I find it benefits my it benefits um, my creative mind. So I, I not only I actively seek out um, new artists like for even this one over here the um, the dude from uh, LCD Sound System like I just came to them recently and it's like that's I guess that's kind of tied to the synth thing. So so I, I'm so it's it's almost like what I'm trying to find next and the, the james baldwin obsession is as soon as i started like looking at his, the debates that are on youtube it's in his like show appearances i mean i've read some of the books too but his that when he debates um william f buckley jr and um there's just it's like this should be mandatory viewing just mm. just and just to mm. think how truly unique and alone he was other than he had his intellect and like, I feel like he won all those debates and he won the argument on his intellect. He didn't have like, we don't have to get too far into this, but like Martin Luther King Jr. Amazing. But he, he, he had, he had like the church behind him. Malcolm X had, not that these people need to be compared, but nation of Islam, a lot of people behind him. James Baldwin had nobody. 
Mm. James Baldwin had his intellect. That's it. Like, mm. and, and I feel like he had no backup. I know the story's not that simple, but, and then just to see how he would compose himself in these, in these um, debates, it was just, I, I just feel like probably just like the most important, uh, like intellectual and maybe all of American history. I don't know. Cause that, cause, cause if you'll, you'll find when, you know, like a lot of people have um, a lot of people have backup and some people have no backup. And yeah. I feel like James Baldwin had, no backup and, and still won. Not that it's about winning anyway. So, so, so that obsession has been there for a long time. Um, well, can I ask a quick question about that? Like, yeah. What is it about the, that, that, so this is, oh, this is good, right? Like the name of your album again is Lonely Days. So yeah. there's, there's something for you maybe, is this right? There's something for you about solitude and about, um, kind of singularity and about kind of gathering together your unique powers that that feels really important it sounds like james baldwin is a really essential expression of what that can look like in the world yes is that right yeah yeah absolutely and 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 for part of the like lonely days title for me too was um and, and in that video the the one video release is i wanted to show that um during those lonely times you still you you gather you gather things that are going to use in your stronger times. Mm. So it's almost mm. like the strength, uh, the strong times are like a result of your, like of your lonely times. And maybe for Baldwin, it was going to France and reading and having all these insane life experiences. Like, and then he so so by the time we're seeing him, he's had all this experience and all this mental acuity and just all this stuff that's coming out now. And obviously not on the same level, but for me. Um, the, those lonely times are that that's actually the fuel when you see someone during their strong time, it might sometimes have come from a mm. lonely time. So it's like, mm. just not, to, you know, gathering strength in times of, in times of quiet, which, which can be hard. Cause it's, you know, you need, um, you know, I'm not a full on introvert. It's hard. You need, you need people, you need um, feedback. Um, but, but sometimes when you get, when there is no, uh, or feedback you need to like tr- tr- yeah try to embrace those um those those truly desolate times I hear you taking solace and inspiration for how to stay on the path you've chosen for yourself when it gets hard or lonely or when you doubt yourself. And I just like, there's so much here for people. I want to underline, especially right now where like for anyone who's listening to this, there is the possibility that whatever loneliness you're sitting with right now could actually be the source of, of great strength. And that is a really beautiful invitation, Paul. So thank you for for sharing that. You just said it right now. Like, like that's that's what it feels like. Maybe I'm misinterpreting yeah. my own brain, but you just said you just said it, man. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. And also the way in which you, as you walk with that possibility that whatever's inside your loneliness now might be the seed of your strength, there's this way in which I see you doing something really special, which is actively seeking out people, artists, thinkers who do things that you can't do or that do things in ways that you would never think to do them very intentionally, right? Like to, to sort of in that space, you can choose to fill up that space with the same stuff you always fill it up with. Or you can really make a conscious choice to say, like, I'm going to put Nina Simone on my wall oh, yeah. because she stands in the world in a way I could never imagine myself standing. And no. I'm going to learn from that and figure out how to do that for myself, too. And Absolutely. that's really like a beautiful invitation as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, her story is, I mean, her, mu- her music is amazing, too. But just her, I'm just kind of obsessed, too, with just how she wanted to be like a classical pianist and, you know, just got like passed over obviously because wow. of being a black woman and and that's so that like you gotta like i can't even imagine what's at that core and then obviously yeah it's it's too much to get into but um but yeah that's that's uh yeah it's just heroic and and like you said something i could never understand but i want to try i want to mm-hmm. try because it's because it, the the flow is inspirational so i'm going to do my best to, yeah. to to understand you know not yeah and also just um yeah i gotta it's almost like these I mean, well, Robert Pollard, that's, that's more like the guy of my voices. That's kind of like, that's been with me for like a couple decades now. Um, but yeah, you gotta, you kind of gotta keep choosing new figures and new artists and, or, or other art forms to kind of, to kind of keep moving, to kind of keep moving forward. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be staring at images of, I mean, I have Vic Chestnut because I kind of have to, like I, that would be disingenuous if I didn't have something up of him, but I don't want to see pictures of 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 things i've already pondered i mm. you know what i mean I've, I've kind of already um yeah at least at least in a at least right now i don't want to stare at things i already know i don't know it's beautiful well paul here's to opening yourself up to that which you don't know here's to gathering up whatever strength you can in the midst of loneliness and I just really am touched by the music you make, by the by the thoughtful and committed way you show up for yourself, for your art, for your family. It's been uh, for your whole circle of friends. I mean, I feel really lucky to count myself as one of those friends. So thank you for coming into the Wonder Dome and and sharing this this space. Thanks, Andy. Right back at you, man. I feel I feel lucky to know you too, man. Where if people want to, I'll, I'll make sure to include all this in the show notes, but if someone's listening right now and they want to hear your, hear your music, where should they go? Um, probably the easiest place is just the grownupnoise.com. Just because okay. from there you can get to the, the, the streaming sites or, or YouTube or, yeah, that, 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 might, be the, that might be the okay. easiest. The grownupnoise.com. Yep. Beautiful. Well, it's been a pleasure, my friend, and I'm looking forward to seeing you either in, in the Zoom space or perhaps even in three dimensions at some point soon. And until then, send them, send them lots of love to you and your family. Thanks, man. Right back at you and your family, too. Right, Lonely days give us back the strength to walk right out that front door. If you stay, you might never know what happens to your life.
Thanks for tuning in to the Wonder Dome. This podcast was produced by me, Andy Cahill, with support from Kelly Serqua, and audio editing services from John Nolan at Middle Mountain Studios. The theme song was written and performed by Todd Marston. You can find the Wonder Dome wherever pods are casted. If you dig what we're doing here, please share widely, subscribe, and give us some love in the review boards. And if you feel called to support this humble offering to the world's while also making an even greater impact in the lives of others, consider becoming a monthly supporter. Not only will you help me keep the lights on and keep the show going for as long as I'm able, but 30% of all member contributions go directly in support of causes like the Black Lives Matter movement, the United Nations Refugee Agency, and the National Resources Defense Council. You can find out more at my website, mindfulcreative.coach, where you can also sign up for my newsletter, learn about my transformational coaching work, and get plugged into exclusive offers and community happenings. In the meantime, I'm wishing you a life of purpose, power, and presence. We need you now, more than ever.